January 2020, the marking of a new year, and in this case, an entirely new decade, new starts, new beginnings, and of course, New Year's resolutions. And speaking of resolutions, for this very special edition of my Marketing Insights podcast series, How Do Brands Spell Respect? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I am giving brands themselves my personal recommendations for one New Year's resolution. A solo act, a unification of oneness, a single slice of sausage, or sweet potato pie for my vegetarians. And that resolution is, wait for it, to get theirs. That's right, get theirs. In other words, get their heads out of the mud, get their thumbs out of their ears, and get their beliefs out of the past in order to get their brains wrapped around the concept that right now, in this very moment, as you listen to this very podcast, the world that we live in here in the 21st century is diverse. People walk, talk, and chew gum differently. Well, actually, people probably do that all in pretty much the same manner, especially when blowing the bubbles. But the people behind the bubbles, well, they are going to look different from one another. They're going to view the world around them from different vantage points and also experience your brand differently. But in order for them to buy into a brand, People must feel that the brand has bought into them. In other words, that the brand not only sees them, but respects them. Hit it, Aretha. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. If brand identity during the last decade was steeped in likes and hashtag creations, diversity in branding throughout the next decade will be steeped in authentic representations that magnify the lives of brand users from diverse backgrounds in all of their various colors, beliefs, and illuminations. Today, it appears we are on the cusp of that kind of content being more visible than ever. Instagram, the forward-facing Facebook-owned entity, is allowing advertising promoters to post from influencers, which from global perspectives is expected to be an $8.5 billion market this year. That's right, marketing maestros. Global influencer marketing is expected to hit numbers followed by six zeros this year, according to a recent report from Check, a cybersecurity company focused on the digital media space. This widens the reach of those brands beyond only an influencer's own following. But diversity advocates and other onlookers question both the social and business consequences of hiring only thin, white, able-bodied, 20-something-year-old influencers. 
As some brands continue to cast people who look the same way, some customers warn they are becoming less interested in buying from businesses that don't appear to care about diversity. One blogger in particular, Stephanie Yaboa, wrote a short time ago about the blatant sidelining and absence of women of color in the influencer agency space. She wrote her piece in the Metro UK. Yaboa continued, By exclusively using white influencers to tout holiday experiences, beauty and skincare products, and fashion pieces, the story being told is that those experiences are only available to white people. Only white women use luxurious skincare products. Only white slim women go on holiday. What does it mean to go on holiday anyway? Only white women wear a certain brand's fashion pieces. It needs to stop. Another influencer and blogger, Alicia Denise Chu from Washington, D.C., fired off a tweet last June that read, Black influencers are rarely ever invited on influencer trips. I've started screenshotting every press trip I've seen over the last month, she continues, and the lack of diversity is so upsetting, but not surprising. Photos posted alongside her tweet showed clusters of women posing for a wide variety of brands, ranging from furniture to footwear, and included companies like Jack Rogers and Serena and Lily, as well as clothing and accessory brands such as Amaryllis Apparel, and sale to sable. The overwhelming majority of the women included in the photos appeared to be white. But race is not the only diversity issue. The Hallmark brand recently lived up to its own moniker in lieu of a decision that was made and then recanted to remove what was initially deemed a controversial television commercial for the Zola Wedding Planner brand. It aired on the Hallmark Channel last Christmas. The Zola ad depicted a lesbian couple kissing after exchanging wedding vows. Hallmark Card's president and CEO said that the earlier action to ban the ads featuring the lesbian brides was the wrong decision. You think? He added, by reinstating the Zola ads, the Hallmark brand will stand up for diversity. Good for you, Hallmark. In the words of the great poet, Nikki Giovanni, mistakes are a fact of life. It is the response to the error that counts. Speaking of responses, Hallmark may have dodged the potential backlash of the more than 37 million same-sex couples that currently live in the United States. The same can be said for brands who blatantly ignore black influencers, another demographic that has trillions in spending power. According to a Nielsen report, African-American people make up 14% of the U.S. population, but they represent roughly $1.2 trillion in purchases annually. That brings us back to influencer Alicia Tanise Chu. There is a deficit in leadership in marketing firms for people of color, Chu states. The people holding the reins of running influencer campaigns, for example, may be well-intentioned, but they do not realize they have a bias. And it may be that bias that makes some brands believe that by extending their reach to the people they think will be interested in a product, that they've done their job. Those are my words, not Jews. 
Ryan Berger, a partner at influencer marketing platform Hyper, said when it comes to tapping influencers to work with, brands are still focused on the number of followers an influencer has, along with engagement levels and how much they'll be posting on behalf of the brand. He said his company, which runs a data platform on influencers for brands, typically advises that a company find micro-influencers who can serve as a base, add in one or two big names, then add one or two amplifiers who may have smaller followings but who have an audience that is passionate about a given topic. Okay, help me out. I didn't realize passion could be measured, Ryan. Apparently, that's an attempt made by some brands. They're the same ones who also predominantly feature people who represent a Western standard of beauty. Yahoo! Lighter skin with a clothing size of four or six. Again, for this trickle of brands, reality is apparently not a goal. Other brands, however, are combating this dynamic. Madewell, a clothing company, lets shoppers browse what an item looks like on a variety of body types and sizes. Diversity data reinforces the premise that one size does not fit all. But some brands that practice diversity well also touch the hearts, stomachs, and sometimes feet of consumers. Take Nike's Colin Kaepernick campaign, which will most likely serve as a case study for diversity in advertising in the future. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. Though I'm a diehard Pepsi lover, Coca-Cola also gets the gold star for its diversity in marketing work. A few other honorable mentions include Japanese-based Shiseido, as well as the Soma brand. According to Christina Sarasoli, Soma's VP of Marketing, the brand strives to be mindful of age, shape, style, ethnicity, and other factors as it chooses influencers to work with. Go Soma, it's your birthday. As consumers become more diverse and global, companies create products that address the needs of global consumers, and they may also need to show how they can authentically empathize with and understand diverse views. So what's the payout for all of this, you ask, marketing maestros? Brands steeped in diversity and respect are more likely to connect with the 38% of Americans that are said to be more likely to trust brands that show more diversity in their ads. This means a brand's bottom line can be impacted by diversity and inclusion. As reported in Adweek, a Shutterstock survey surveyed 1,500 marketers in the U.S., U.K., and Australia and found that 80% of marketers agree that using images showing non-traditional families and non-professional models reflects modern society and helps build a brand's reputation. <laughs> Portraying same-sex couples or people with disabilities, as well as mixed-race families, make brands more relatable as well, and demonstrate the influence of social media, where consumers prefer images that accurately show the world around them rather than a perfected version. Yet it's important to point out that brands need to strike a balance when it comes to their diversity work. There's a thin line between being seen as conscious versus conspicuous. That's what happened to the Benetton brand in the 1990s with their United Color of Benetton ad campaign. La, 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 la. 
in their well-intentioned effort, children of every race were identifiable, but they were also isolated from one another in the images shown. While depiction is crucial, it's even more important to reflect authentic interactions between people of different races without appearing to simply use them as props to make a statement. At the end of the day, diversity is about authenticity. Just like this very special edition of the Marketing Insights podcast series, How Should Brands Spell Diversity? R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Hit it, Aretha. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Until next time, which will be our best time. This is Shanita Akintande, professor, author, career coach, and marketing shero, signing off. If you enjoy listening to these podcasts, be sure to subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, or Google Play, and like them wherever you hear them. Connect with me on LinkedIn at Professor Shanita Akintande, or follow me on Twitter at Shakintande. That's at S-H-A-K-I-N-T-O-N-D-E.